It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. In honor of Megan, we are talking about famous evil dolls and why we find them so scary. I'm Candace, and with me is my fellow Waffle, Mac. Hey, Mac. Hey, Candace. Okay, so I think everybody has seen at least like a trailer of Megan. Yes. That or the dancing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I'm in marketing. And I think this like marketing campaign is absolutely brilliant because everyone was talking about it. It was trending when the trailer released and they showed her doing like a TikTok dance. So my question is, do you think that this was kind of geared for the TikTok crowd or was this accidental? Oh, no, this was definitely geared. There's been a lot of brands who are trying to break through in TikTok. However, it's been like their studies proven that people don't usually like like professional looking videos on tiktok but this at least trended on twitter which is more millennials they're covering all their bases and i've seen it on um watching football with my dad and definitely saw a few commercials for megan the trailer comes out it shows this killer doll named megan who looks like she has some ai you know tech counterpart to her uh she's a robot too something like that something like how the chucky remake uh, the Child's Play remake um, w- did with their AI kind of buddy doll. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Megan is maybe in a similar vein as that. There's some sci-fi elements, definitely, but the core is definitely horror. So the trailer comes out. Uh, she does this, like, dance in the middle of the trailer or towards the end, and it took the internet by storm. Yes. Pe- people were recreating this dance on, like I said, I was just scrolling through TikTok and, like, finding videos of... um Megan either dancing to different songs or people trying to recreate the dance. And I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. And yeah, it was brilliant. And yeah, she's so creepy. Um, Chucky, who has his own Twitter account, replied to her and it's like, are you copying me? Oh, my gosh. That was and that added to it. These two girls kind of trash talking each other through social media. It's just the perfect storm. I honestly love the official character Twitters like talking each other like cookie monster has his own so does elmo yeah oh it's kind of it's fun and stuff and then also it's kind of weird and creepy in other ways you know yeah so so megan's supposed to be comforting to this girl um ashley no allison williams plays an aunt who just got custody of her niece because her parents died because her niece's parents died and she is a scientist who created this doll and is like, this doll's going to help her get through, you know, her parents' death. And of course... Famous last words. (laughs) Yes. And of course, the robot AI thing takes what the humans say too literally. And it's like, take care of the squirrel. And it's by any means necessary, including murder. Oh, Megan's a good little protector, isn't she? Yeah, she she attacks, she protects, it's, she it's kills. Inter- it's interesting <laughs> that they're going in that route as opposed to evil dolls like Chucky, whose motivation is murder, you know, yeah. for the sake of creating chaos and murder. Whereas Megan's, it seems like, and like, I haven't really read that much about the movie other than seeing all the marketing around it, but it seems like her intent, her murderous intent kind of develops a little bit over time as she's, you know, as they basically misjudge their own creation yep it's all about like the frankenstein monster thing 
you know. Which we're starting down that path with all this AI art and stuff like that now. Oh, Ugh. gosh, it's a whole other thing. We're in the early phases of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Auto driving cars and, mm-hmm. you know, just a lot of AI stuff. So, yeah, um, I really like the trailer because it also has a Taylor Swift song. It's nice to have a friend, but they turn it into something so creepy. And I love when horror does this. Oh it's turned gosh, something that is like kind of comforting and nice and all of a sudden turn on its head, make it creepy, which is what dolls do. Yes. You send me something was talking about the uncanny valley. Yes. We talk about that a lot with CGI. Think Polar Express with Tom Hanks, where it looks kind of realistic, but it's not. And there's something in our brain that makes us feel creeped out. And it's an emotional response. Which came into existence around the 1970, it looks like. Um, And yeah, like you said, this term describes the dip in emotional response humans tend to have when viewing a realistic human-like object, whether that's a robot, mannequin, or doll. Yeah, so I think that's like why mannequins a lot don't have faces on them, because there is that uncanny valley and obviously they're there to sell clothes. So they don't want to creep out their audience. Yeah, if you saw a uh, moving, blinking mannequin, I think it would definitely stop you from buying the clothes that that mannequin was advertising. Here's the thing about killer dolls is not everybody is afraid of them. Not everybody views them through the lens of the uncanny valley. And yet they still have this massive appeal and hold, I think, over, you know, over a lot of... Yeah, seriously. So there's actually a term for being scared of dolls. It's pedophobia, which, yes, sounds like something else, especially if you're British. And it's the fear of dolls, fear of humanoid figures. Some people are afraid of dolls and even stuffed toys. I grew up knowing about Chucky um, and being interested in Chucky. But I think the very first killer doll I ever encountered through film and TV was Talky Tina, which was this doll from an episode of The Twilight Zone. Yes. Because they would play reruns all the time. And you'd be like, it's black and white. It's not going to be scary, right? And oh, how wrong we were. Yes. So it was the 126th episode of The Twilight Zone. And it's about a dysfunctional family whose problems are made even worse when Talky Tina comes into their life. And... Yeah, there's all these issues. The mother buys the doll for her daughter because her new husband and her can't have any children. And there's a lot of issues that come with that. But Taki Tina goes, my name's Taki Tina and I love you very much. And it just. And it goes from there. And she terrorizes the family. I think a lot can be traced back to Taki Tina and to some of the, you know, old horror films with even like the talking uh, dummies and Chilicus doll. Yeah, um, Talky Tina was even the inspiration for Gabby Gabby and the 2019 film Toy Story 4, according to its director. What? So, yeah, she was creepy a little bit. She was See, the antagonist. We can, of we can uh, give our respect to Talky Tina and she, she acknowledge her as one of the firsts. And honestly, she's a lot like what Megan seems to be from this trailer is that she's there to comfort a little girl. Mm-hmm. and you know defend her and give her some happiness and you know she might just do a murder or two. <laughs> oh, it's collateral damage yeah yeah just gotta make a little girl smile you know mm-hmm. which the i things think we do for love yeah well, 
The concept of malevolent dolls started gaining attention in the 20th century when film and entertainment technology was able to realistically portray safely inanimate dolls as dangerously animate. And so, yeah. you know, we have the uh, the devil doll by Todd Browning and the living doll from the Twilight Zone, which is Takikina. And that ties exactly with what you were saying earlier about the that, that uncanny feeling, the uh, the line between realism and, you know, and nightmare. Yeah. And there have been stories about evil dolls or possession for years before the movies, because I think, again, those eyes. They watch you, and that, I think, inspires a lot of fear. Imagine, like, growing up somewhere that just had candlelight for the dark. And at that time, the dark was really dark. Mm -hmm. You turn around, and by candlelight, you just see this unblinking face. I'm Yeah, Yeah, I'm even looking at some of my dog's toys funny right now. (laughs) Even though they're very much... The only thing I have close to dolls is uh, some Star Wars action figures. I feel no threat from whatsoever. Yes. I'm trying to think of all the, like, the dolls I had growing up. And I had Cabbage Patch dolls, which don't look very human. So I think that's why I like them. So it's that human resemblance for you that just creeps you out. Yeah, it's like, it, it's some point, they have a scale even. If they hit, like, the midpoint where it's half doll, half human, that <laughs> creeps out people much more. So did you ever um, happen to glance at the Child's Play franchise at all? I know that you're not the biggest horror fan, but those movies are, you know, pretty iconic in pop culture. And I'm wondering if you've come across them at any point in your life. So as a child of the 90s, I remember vividly seeing the VHS cover at Blockbuster and it's staring at me and me staring back (laughs) at it. And it randomly coming on um, TV because I think like the the mother is played by the Seventh Heaven mother. I'm blanking on her name for some reason. Uh, gosh, what kind of Chucky fan am I? No, it's all good. Um, but yeah, Christine so, Hicks. Christine. Yeah. Hicks. So I was like, oh, is this like a Seventh Heaven episode? It was not. Oh God, no! Furthest from the thing. <laughs> yeah. So why do you think Chucky is so popular, Matt? Oh, well, I think it's a combination of um, his, like, ludicrous line deliveries, his sarcasm, his humor, and, uh, you know, the violence and the tone of the Child's Play franchise, and how each, you know, each film kind of speaks to a different group of people or a different generation, and they all vary in tone, and yet they still have this, you know, congruent story. And I think that there's so much to love with that, you know, the growth and development of a franchise, because it makes you feel like you're growing and developing alongside Chucky, if, you know, a serial killer can grow and develop. So in the Chucky series, he, he's uh, just, there's just a regular toy called My Buddy, right? Well, uh, a good guy doll. So good guy doll. Okay. Good guy doll. Yeah. And there's a serial killer named Charles Lee Ray, the, and he gets shot. And before he dies. Um, puts his soul, uses voodoo, uh, and the reoccurring joke is their book, Voodoo for Dummies. <laughs> and he puts his soul in the body of a good guy doll, and the rest is history. And see, the interesting thing with Chucky is that um, with Charles Lee Ray, he has to get his soul out of the doll's body, and he can only do that in the first few films um, with the first person he encounters. And so that ends up being this kid, Andy Barkley. And the rest is history. 
and, and we again, even have a show now with it too. And I just think, like I said, it adds to the appeal as this franchise grows and evolves. So again, the doll is bought for the kid for comfort, right? Yes, absolutely. And of course, it turns on the head. <laughs> and it's almost perfect because who's going to believe a kid that a doll is evil? Oh, exactly. Yeah. It, that also speaks to a lot of like childhood fears of mm -hmm. like not being believed. I think that that's a good point to make because it really does tie in with just not being heard. And that's a whole point of Andy's story within the first Child's Play film is that people actually believe he was the one committing these murders because they don't want to believe a doll. I mean, and who would want to believe? But that still, a, doll a child. Was doing I know, right? And so they go to that. Yeah, like I've seen pieces and bits of it because, yeah, my friends. It would be like a daring thing to do to watch these movies. And honestly, I didn't like it because he looks so much like a Cabbage Patch Kid. He does kind of look like a Cabbage Patch Kid. No, he he's, has like the hair, and he's totally on that like. The line of cute and absolutely terrifying. Mm -hmm. But I, I also think that he gained some iconicism when his uh, when his bride came into the picture, Tiffany. And uh, everyone loves a good horror woman. And she just she became the leading lady of that franchise. And again, added to the popularity. And I, I sometimes see these TikToks of Tiffany versus Annabelle versus um, Megan. And they're just great. But we got to throw Taki Tina. We have to do our own version and throw Taki Tina in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's also a doll named Ragdoll uh, from, a, from a 90s horror film. Um, and I actually haven't seen that movie, but my partner was telling me about that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, that could have been around the time Chucky was gaining popularity, but I have to look. So there are so many dolls out there that all contribute to this phenomenon, I think, of killer dolls, which has allowed Megan to just take off. Yeah, you actually, um, this isn't something I have in our notes, but just you asking about, like, what do I remember? Did you ever see the 1998 film Small Soldiers? No, but I've heard of it. Okay, so this is a children's movie. <laughs> I'm going to just preface that because I don't remember it being very childlike. Again, I was, I was a very scared child. <laughs> um, so it's action figures come to life because there's, like, an AI chip. Again, this God, chip. Always science. AI. I know. We have not learned. <laughs> no, we haven't. What are we doing? And these are the, the people making these movies are the ones who grew up with the horror stories of AI. So, like, what are yes. you doing? Anyway. You're not learning from the lessons. <laughs> okay. So, the good guys are supposed to be these army guys, but they mm -hmm. actually end up being, like, a bad guy because they take their mission too far. And there's these, like, peace-loving alien that these children are trying to save. And it's just, like, they take down their parents. Which is always scary in kids' movies. Like when... they kill them? No, they like tie them up. Oh, okay. And... So it's not like full, it's not like that kind of horror. No, but there is a scene where um, Kirsten Dunst is in it and her Barbies oh, come wow. to life because the army guys like put like an AI thing into the Barbies and they go crazy and they attack the little girl. That's kind of funny. <laughs> it's funny, but like. And she, she she gets back at them, which is satisfying to watch. But at the same time. Oh, good. It's always good when they get back. Yeah. It wasn't like a real Barbie. It was like, you know, an off brand because Barbie would never let them. I might have to check out this movie. I know. It's I've never actually watched it. So it would be a good not a fever dream for um, our YouTube. Trying to Let's remember some stuff from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
what about Babyface? Do you remember him from Toy Story? That uh, doll with the spider body. Oh my god! Ended Poor up being babyface. good at the end and decent because we learned about what Sid was capable of. But still, that first scene of him coming out is kind of iconic, in my opinion. Oh yeah, and completely scary. But it teaches <laughs> us not to judge. Yeah, I love baby the doll bites. <laughs> you know what's the really scariest <laughs> thing in Toy Story are the humans in the CGI. Yes. Because they are trying to look human. Yes. But there's that uncanny valley for you. Exactly. So there's actually an X-Files episode that is co-written by Stephen King. The doll is called Chinga. And Scully gets involved in a local investigation um, that's related to a young girl and a creepy doll. And Scully seems to win at the end. But of course, they have that, you know, that horror ending where it was like, you see, you like, win? yes. Coming the out. Opens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The doll is very creepy looking. It was created by sewing a bunch of different various doll parts together. Oh, which no. I think, <laughs> yes. Which I think makes it so effective. It's kind of like Frankensteining a doll together. Yeah. And see, that's a sign you don't want to see in horror movies when you walk into like somebody's house and like all the like hanging from the ceiling, I guess, or even the branches outside on a tree or like all these doll parts. And immediately, you know, you're like, oh, God, this is. This is not where I'm supposed to be. I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about Annabelle and why she's so popular? She got her own movie, like a so spin-off. I actually can't one? tell you that much about Annabelle oh. because I haven't seen the Conjuring movies. Oh, I thought I that know. would be right up your alley. Right? I I don't know why I've never been drawn to them. And maybe somebody will change my mind one day, but I've never sought them out. I do know that Annabelle, um, with the first Conjuring movie, she was presented i think as a bigger deal than she ended up being and people thought that she was going to be the villain of the story and she ended up only being in it for a few minutes or something like that and i think that was some of the pushback towards you know the marketing and towards um the trailers that presented her as having a bigger you know bigger role in the film and so i think she just developed from there uh and got her own spinoff trilogy as far yeah, as she I'm has three movies and see, I just, I've never seen any of them. So I don't know if, like, what her personality is. I don't know if she walks and talks like Chucky and the other dolls do. Um, I'm kind of in the dark with this one, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, well, what's really great about a lot of these movies is they have such a small, well, great for the, I should say, the studios, is they have such a small budget that they can do more marketing. They can get more of, like, the horror people around um, interested and just for instance, the first Annabelle movie, um, the budget was $6.5 million, and the box office was $250 million. Oh, there's a win for you right there. That is huge. Um, and see, the technology, too, with these dolls is just getting better and better. Like the animatronics for Chucky, for example, you can see a huge increase in quality through time. Um, and they're able to, you know put more money and effort into that to make it more realistic and therefore more uncanny and creepy. Uh-oh. I think even um, Annabelle is a real doll. Um, is an allegedly haunted Raggedy Ann doll, but of course they can use like a Raggedy Ann. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Uh, copyright was... issues. Yeah. Um, real haunted the... doll. Man, that would be... Because you can't just throw it away. It'll come back. Yeah, and the Ed and Lorraine Warren thing is like, I don't know. There's a lot of controversy amongst the couple who are the paranormal investigators, investigators yeah. of the Conjuring universe about 
if they over-exaggerated things, if they are even telling the truth. So it's kind of hard to know. And see, I wonder if maybe that's, that's been my like reluctance with getting into those movies is just because I, I like Chucky and uh, the other dolls that we've mentioned because they're they're like new creations and they're totally fantasy. And with um, The Conjuring and Annabelle, there's just kind of there's there's a little hint of, you know, well, could this actually be real or is it people just trying to exploit things for money and you know yeah i don't know it does like i said i just haven't gravitated to those films the way chucky has uh pulled me in <sighs> no definitely um have you seen the boy i've heard of the boy yes with that yeah. really creepy pale-faced um doll yes with the dark hair yeah yes and it moved when no one's watching i don't want to give away the ending of it no because... it is pretty ludicrous i do know the ending. yes yeah yes it's a bit crazy um but that's but the thing with these used... dolls they're ludicrous yeah the whole thing is that a nanny comes to work at a house it's an elderly couple who's like this is our son she thinks that the son um they died when he was nine years old and it's kind of like a uh what is it called not a replacement but like a just a, a healing a way to heal mm -hmm. or even Maybe not heal. They seem very repressed. <laughs> you know? They're unable to let go of the past. Clearly. Yes. Um, but we find out everything is not what it seems. And that's actually something that's in a Apple TV series, Servant, which is produced by M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. I've heard of that one. That one yes. also has some good reviews and has some of, you know, that, those ideas presented. A baby doll that is very yep. creepy. Would you consider, like... The use of Jigsaw? Actually, yes. Billy the Puppet. Well, see, puppets, dolls, there's kind of a fine line there. Yeah. Um, But he's pretty iconic in himself and is the face, you know, the face of the Saw franchise. Uh, and is really just brilliant in how creepy he is with his red eyes and his tricycle. Oh, um, did you ever read Goosebumps as a kid? I did. I was just thinking about Slappy. Yes, exactly. The yep. He's actually one of the most iconic characters i would say like if you think of goosebumps you think of this dummy yep. right yep and i think like in posters and stuff of the you know franchise he's usually front and center in all the monsters and stuff because everyone recognizes slappy yeah and, and i think few, and he had several books in the goosebumps yeah and series. i think that might be like what like most kids first introduction of the creepy doll is most of our creepy tropes were introduced to is to goosebumps there was also um are you afraid of the dark which is the 90s show, which I was terrified of, of course. It was the one episode was called The Tale of Dark Music, which had a life-size walking and talking doll and had like a creepy grin on it. Oh, no. And wait, let me send you a photo of it, Matt. This is a children's. Oh, my God. Can you see why I was scared of this? Matt yeah, is a little bit face, younger than me. so Its face is absolutely <laughs> horrifying. Its dress is very unsettling. Um, because of the way its hands disappear kind of into the into the sleeves. And again, I think with the doll thing too. And her teeth they, are showing. Ugh. Yeah. They they don't blink usually. No. I think that's a very human thing is to blink, or a very alive thing is to blink. And I don't think you trust you don't trust somebody who blinks too much or bring, blinks too little. Right. Then you know something is wrong. <laughs> um, there was even an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark where it brings two fears together, and it was an evil clown doll. Oh, those are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
there were some doll. There was a doll in uh, Tales from the Hood as well, or like a little army of dolls, which is even worse. But do you think so? You definitely are going to wait until streaming for Megan. But how excited yeah. would you say you are for that film? Um, I'm intrigued. I wouldn't and say I'm excited, but I'm intrigued. Does it make you want to watch other killer doll movies? Uh, uh, if someone can edit out the major gore, that would be great. Noted. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's my main issue. Is I just don't want to see some stuff. So, and do you think that Megan is going to be iconic enough to launch her own franchise? I think because of how small the budget is, that they will make tenfold at the box office. Because if you just you take the budget and you usually times it by two, maybe a little bit more, because this marketing is everywhere. Yes. But you also think January is such a slow month at the movie theaters. There's not really much coming out in January. So Megan doesn't have competition. So the timing of this is perfect. It I, is I, I just think the, the case study around this has to be one of the most fascinating with the marketing and the timing. And, you know, she, can't, she it seems like she's coming in at the right pop culture moment. And I'm not even sure if the movie is going to be good, but maybe, yeah. you know, it looks like it's going to be fun. At least it might not exactly. be good, but it's going to be fun. It looks like it's going to be entertaining. And I'm all yeah. for that. That's fine. Yeah. We want to know what doll were you most scared of? What doll are you still scared of? Because. I have a list. Um, yeah. So, Mac, where can people find you online? So, you can find me at my website, macthemuser.com. And you can also find my writing at The Geeky Waffle. Yes. And you can find us at thegeekywaffle.com, geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, The Geeky Waffle everywhere else. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is coming out with content hopefully weekly now. Yes. So, yeah. It's awesome. Stay away from just dolls in general, I would yes. suggest. Um, don't take your chances yeah yeah don't be alone with one that's all i'm saying we saw what happened to sid in toy story when woody was alone with him <gasps> on that note we have to say stay geeky